This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's going on there, Smooth Operator? Welcome to today's episode. Hope this finds you having a great day, getting after it, taking on your week. This episode always comes out around Wednesday, Thursday time frame. So, you know, right at that middle part of the week where sometimes the stuff's piling up like, son of a, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're running a team with multiple things going on, look, I get it. It gets tough. You know, things pile up. Things feel so heavy when they're on your back. And that led me to a topic that I want to talk about here today, which is really about planning and the number of different planning tools that we have at our disposal. You know, it it never fails if Facebook knows who we are. Let's be honest. Um, If you're in this line of work, if you're doing this type of stuff, yes, you've been pixeled head up, up, down, stream, you know, you're a known entity. And so naturally we get hit with a lot of different things, a lot of different offers and everybody and their mother always has like the new and improved tool for planning. And I'm just here to say you don't need it. I'm here to say that there is a way to get better at planning. And the first step for me has been always to abandon all the toys to abandon the fancy stuff, the project management tools, the slide decks, especially slide decks, man, planning in a slide deck, it's just about hell on earth. You know, spreadsheets, which has been a thing for me recently because I I do a lot of my project management now actually in spreadsheets then upload it as CSV file, but that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. Or a lot of even this fancy funnel software that you'll see. You know, a lot of that stuff is really good and you should be employing it. But what I find is most people are employing it at the wrong stage of planning. All of this stuff that we're given to help us communicate the plan, to help us visualize it, to help us actionize it, you know, make it actionable. That's all well and good, and it's stuff that we have to do. But it shouldn't be, and I would, well, I would advise that you don't let it be the first thing that you open up when it's time to plan out an action, when it's time to devise a campaign or work on a a project that you need to get accomplished. Because you're introducing a lot of barriers. You're introducing limitations of software. You're introducing complexities of different software, especially if it's a software that you haven't used a million times and just have like the back of your hand. If there's any doubt about your ability to use a piece of software, using it during the planning process is only going to hinder you, hinder your creativity, hinder you from being able to see between the lines and to see those gray areas that are always going to come up when you're in a planning mode especially the more complex the project the more you need to get away from technology and focus on something a lot simpler to allow your brain the ability to see problems flex and solve those problems 
I mean, even something as simple as the technological gaps. I mean, creating different shapes, different colors. You know, we are, by our very nature, you know, always oriented to have something be easy to communicate. So what does that mean? We're looking at, like, different ways of organizing the data. Well, when you're thinking with that side of your brain, you turn off your analytical side. It's very hard to do all the things at once. So when I do planning, when I know I have a big project coming up, when I know I need to move forward on something, I abandon it all. I abandon my computer entirely. And for that reason, I have a stack of legal pads next to me, pens, different color markers, and even have a, a board to draw on, to take technology out of the equation and focus on just creating. What I found is when I do that, I have to get really granular really quick. I have to actually be connecting dots because the software ain't going to do it for me, right? We're talking hand jamming it, making these things by hand. There's nothing that's going to make those dots connect unless you're the one doing it. And for me, it lets me see things in a different dimension. I'm able to see the bigger picture. I'm able to see how either the flow isn't quite right or something's missing. It becomes so readily apparent on that piece that you're working on. Because those dots have to connect. So you see things in that different way. It also, for me, is easier to battle test your plan. So battle testing, I mean, that's something we we do in the military all the time. And it's one of those skill sets that I brought from the military into my civilian career now. You know, the idea of going through each stage and asking the hard question. You know, some of the commander's questions that we would always ask is like, what's the best thing that could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen? And one of my personal favorites is, even if everything fails, how do I still succeed? So imagine something in your scheme, in your plan doesn't work. How can you reinforce that so that you can still succeed? And bring in someone else. Have someone else in that process with you helping to see the gaps in your plan, helping to expose the things that might not be working or that we might not be sure about. A lot of question marks are going to come up in this process and be open to the question marks. The objective when jotting this down, when working through the steps, is not to solve everything right away. But if it's a question mark, put the question mark. Come back to it. Keep going. Keep visualizing the other aspects of the plan. Because a lot of times, that solution is just waiting for you. Like it's right on the tip of your tongue or it's one action step away from you being able to see it. Uh, for example, I was just working with a client about uh, really his customer journey, you know, cold contact to lead generation to nurture into an offer sequence. And we kept starting on that left side. Like where's the traffic going to come from? I'm like, okay, like, brother, let's reverse this, okay? We know our end state. Why are we starting with the question mark? 
our end state is prospect buys this course. So knowing that is being the end state, how can we reverse engineer our lead magnet from that and then use the particulars of the lead magnet to determine our targeting in order to then generate the ad that's going to bring people in? So we start, begin with the end in mind. You know, I mean, what was that about? Stephen Covey said that, you know, begin with the end in mind. We can apply these same principles to our planning because they are all right there in sync. So all these various skill sets that we learn about productivity and, you know, all this, all this stuff matters. But I feel like the way that the trends are bringing us and the way that the world is teaching us on how to put these things together is pulling us in the opposite direction. We wonder why we're confused all the time. Well, I can tell you why. Because we are not activating that side of our brain that's able to think critically through these things. Does that make sense? Do you start to see how tools are great? But tools can be an, an encumbrance. They can hold us back as well. When the greatest tool that we've ever been given, the greatest tool that we spend most of our time trying to sharpen and trying to improve is that tool right between your two ears. That The reason you're listening to this podcast is not because you want to hear my superstar tricks at Asana or how to make a cool funnel in Jiru. Like, I can talk about that, but I don't think that's really very interesting. Do you? I mean, I can't remember the last time I watched a video on YouTube about a cool little process I can do. I don't think that's most of you either. I think we are far more on the other side of the field. We're thinking about how to actually solve problems. And that comes in the planning process. So treat your planning process as two different things. There's creating the plan. All that's, that high-level brain activity you're doing to put it together. And then actually implementing the plan. That's a whole different thing to put it into your project management, to actionize it and create the tracking for those steps. That's very tactical work by its very nature. <clears throat> now, a lot of times it comes down on our desk to do it, and I'm not saying anyone should be above that, but eventually like you want that part of it to eventually be off your plate. You know, The more and more you're doing this, the more you're, you're creating a system on how you're doing it, the more offloadable it becomes. I can teach anyone how to create a project the way I do it. I can't teach anyone to think the way that I think, to think the way that I solve problems. I can't, well, I, I can do it. I can teach someone to do that, but I can't teach them that easily. It's not as transferable as a skill. And when we think about all the skills that we're developing in our professional life, there are the easily transferable ones and the not easily transferable ones. They're the more specialized ones. And the easy ones, they have their place. They have their role. You need, you're always going to have them with you. So if you ever thought you're ever going to get all this tactical stuff off your desk, you're not. It just goes up to a different level. And it allows you the brain capacity that you're going to need to solve the really complex problems. That's a whole other subject for a whole other day about how to balance these things out. But again, my biggest point 
for this episode today and to really get your mind out of what you're being sold. The idea that there is software that can do this all for us, there isn't. There is software that can help us represent what is in our brain, and that's about it. Over time, if you get really, really good at a piece of software, will you be able to plan natively in that software? 100%. If you get really, really good at a piece of software. But that's just the key. You got to get to that point where you're really, really good at it. And you can do things like it's the back of your hand. But if we're constantly switching and trying the next best thing and, oh, now I'm going to do this, you know, we're only elongating our gap between being a new user and actually having expertise on a piece of software. So I like to never be software dependent. Instead, focus on very simple, remove blocks out of my way and allow myself the potential for greatness by giving my brain the best opportunity to do what it needs to do. There's no perfect answer for this. The perfect answer is what's perfect for you. I would just like to introduce a different way of looking at things and try it out for size. The next time you have to plan something out, remove the gaps, remove the technological hurdles that we have to uh, cross crawl over And instead, just let your brain go, let yourself envision the strategy, and then put it into your tool that's going to help you communicate it to everyone else. But treat those as two distinctively different and disparate skill sets. I hope this helps. Planning, as you can tell, is a particular passion of mine. I can talk about planning all day, but for this episode, I wanted to really just get granular on the tools that we're using. But just know, above all else, uh, this develops over time. So if you're not the best at it yet, you know, just know it's going to come. But doing that battle testing, having someone else look at what you're doing is very, very helpful so you can get that real-time feedback and keep on progressing, keep on getting better, keep knowing that You're not perfect now, and guess what? You're never going to be, and the sooner you accept that, the better. Until next time, look, this show is a blast. Please um, just do me a quick favor, though. Okay, jump over to iTunes. Not, Not like in 10 minutes, but like right now. Jump over to iTunes. Leave a quick review of the show. I would really appreciate it. And until next time, Smooth Operators. Keep on keeping on, keep on fighting the good fight, and know that I got your back. And you know why? You know why? Because operators lead the way. Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30-minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. Just go to www.adamliette.com and click start here.